Welcome to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I'm Danielle DeTeach, or Coach Danny D, and I help women to create luxury brands by creating processes and tightening their branding. This is where we talk about how to build your business in a way that allows you to work with ease and enjoy your life. My happy space is spending as much time as humanly possible in my pajamas. And I want to help others to find their happy space while still running profitable businesses. So get comfortable and let's dig in. Hello and welcome to the Profits and Pajamas podcast. I am your host, Coach Danny D, and I'm here sharing my tips about how you can have a profitable business and have that work-life balance. And today we have a great guest. We have um, Stacey Barlow-Hill, and I met her several years ago, and we've just kept in touch over time. Um, We both are, you know, balloon artists, but also just love business. And so, you know, I know a lot of balloon artists, but I have a a special passion for business. So I always connect with people that have that same passion for business and growth. And um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Stacey, but I really want you to just experience her. I want you to, you know, see her, know her, love her. But um, so Stacey is a leadership and lifestyle coach. And she's helping overwhelmed business owners become the best versions of themselves and lead successfully. Stacy guides her clients through exploring self-discovery, overcoming limited, limiting mindsets, and developing expert leadership skills so they can reach the ultimate levels of success in both life and business. So you can already see that we are kindred spirits just from the description. So welcome, Stacy, And tell us a little bit more about yourself and your entrepreneurial journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I think we are a little kindred spirit, as you said, um, in this industry. We both um, have the, the background in events, um, which is where I got started at. Um, but then we've kind of both morphed into coaches and have created this other path for ourselves that we both just enjoy and are passionate about. And um, so I'm excited to be here and talk to your viewers today. Um, But yeah, my name is Stacey Barlow-Hill. I got my start um, with my company Encore Event Design. So we are an event design company. We actually have a small venue. Um, I'm located here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, So we've been serviced in this area for the last 13 years, Um, about three years ago. I started my journey into coaching and it really just came naturally is just because um, the event company had um, such longevity and had some success here in the area that people just started asking me about coaching them or how can they do that or wanting to intern and it just kind of naturally grew into a coaching business Um, and when I started to think about what my next chapters might be um, I was like this is the space that I feel comfortable in and um, sometimes that um physical lifestyle that we live in the event industry um, doesn't always serve us well as we age. So as I started to get older (laughs) and I didn't want to be cleaning up events um, (laughs) every weekend at midnight and one in the morning and two in the morning, and I started kind of thinking, okay, 
how can I um, kind of pass this business off to my team and allow them to lead and grow and then move myself into the, the coaching space. So that's where I'm at now. And um, I'm happy. I'm, I feel in alignment and everything feels like it's, it's where it's supposed to be right now. And, you know, alignment is one of my favorite words. <laughs> so, um, you know, I love that, that idea of just everything kind of falling into place and just that natural transition sometimes in life, you know, you, you start in one area and we don't always think about where that's going to take us or always realize that it's going to take us somewhere totally, um, different than where we started. But, um, you know, I feel safe saying, cause I know this is how I feel. I absolutely love it, you know, and, I think, you know, if you told my former self that I would be here and doing this, I'd probably be like, I don't know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) But that's the beauty of, you know, having your, you know, your path unfold. We don't always know the next step, but just, you know, being consistent and seeing where those things take us and being open to it. So... I really wanted to talk to you. I know when we, um, the last conversation that we had personally, we talked a lot about goals and how important goals are in setting your path for your success story. So share a little bit about, you know, your thoughts on how important goals are. Goals. So, and just as equally as important as goals, I feel is your why right? Because you're not really going to follow through with something unless you have an end goal. (laughs) And if you have a reason why you're doing that goal, Um, a lot of times we see other people that we think are successful or that we think are reaching this level of whatever it is that we think that they're doing because everything's perfect on social media and it looks and appears to be a certain way. So sometimes we Mm -hmm. set out to do those things because we want to be like that person or because we want to have what we think that they have, or we want to live the life that we think that they do. And while it's okay to admire someone and to maybe achieve some of those same goals, why do you want that? You know, are you chasing something that you think that they have, or do you truly want to be able to live a lifestyle that you want to live? So being able to have goals that are identifiable, that are um, smart goals, specific, measurable, all those things that attribute to the smart goal, um, uh, uh, protocol, I guess. Um, but really understanding why it is that you want to do what you do. Um, it's going to make it that much easier to get to it because if you're just out there, just swinging at everything that comes your way and you don't have any real, um, (laughs) reason (laughs) why you want to get there or how you want to get there or what it looks like when you're going to get there, you just don't keep swinging and you might get lucky and you might hit something. Um, but it's not going to last to be able to be sustainable. You have to have some structure around it and something that you're focusing to and looking forward to and understanding the reasons behind what you're doing, what you're doing. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. And when you were talking, I'm just thinking about a recent um, conversation with one of my clients and, you know, I, I always start with, you know, what, what do you want? And that, you know, tends to be such a hard question. And, you know, because a lot of times we really haven't thought about it and we have just said, this is what 
the industry says I should do. And that person responded saying that, you know, she wanted a storefront. And so we went down the whole trail of that conversation only to realize the only reason that she wanted a storefront is because that's what other people had said was successful. You know, that's what success looks like. And Mm -hmm. if that's not truly you and what you want, you know, like you said, it's not going to last. It's not going to have longevity. If you're a person that doesn't wake up in the morning and you have a storefront and you have to be there between the hours of, you know, whatever those hours are, that's not going to work. So, you know, it's so important that we are realistic about what is it that you want your life to look like and what does that success story look like specifically for you, not just, you know, the superficial measures of success. I have this car, I have this amount of money, I have this, you know, status symbol, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't, there's no fulfillment. Right. Well, I think what you said is so important, the success, your version of success, you know, not someone else's version, because everybody's is different. That person that aimed to have the storefront they may have had a whole different goal and end game in mind when they decided that that was what success looked like for them. For her, she maybe just wanted to make an extra $3,000 a month or something. So now she's got into all this overhead and it may not be exactly what she wants. She just might want her why maybe just to spend more time with her child or her family and just needs a few extra thousand dollars to do some of the things that she wants to do. Um, so it's okay. Either way is okay, but you just have to be comfortable and understand and know what your version is and what that looks like to you. And I think I even heard you say before, um, Danielle, that, um, with your balloon business that you don't do a lot of extra stuff, you you do balloons, you do what you do well, and that's what you offer. And that's what you want to (laughs) do. And you're good with that. And, you know, I have a, an event company and we do other things, but, you know, we also have a venue space and there's some other reasons why we do some of those other right. things. Um, but neither one of those is right or wrong. Like it's what serves you. It's what serves your vision, what serves your family, what your version of success looks like. Um, so I think that's so important um, that people really understand that and really become okay with that. Become okay with whatever that version is and not comparing yourself to what everybody else is doing. Yeah, I think that that comparison game, like that's that's a that's a dangerous game. It's it's a dangerous game to play because you really don't like one. Like you said, you may not have the same goals as the person that you're comparing yourself to. So it it you're not even comparing apples to apples. So they're trying to do this, you're trying to do that. You know, I see a lot of times um, people are emulating what the influencers are doing but their goal is different goal is different yeah they're not trying to sell you know balloon decor they're trying to sell themselves and their brand so they're trying to get endorsements they're trying to do different things so if you're following their path if you're trying to emulate what they're doing but that's not what your path is, it's not going to work because they're not doing, y'all are not working on the same subject. You know, they're doing Spanish, you're doing um, calculus. It's it's not going to, it's not going to translate. But even in, if you are, you know, kind of doing similar things, 
your path still may be different. Your objective still may be totally different. And there, you know, people that you can follow that are successful in every different um, iteration, but that doesn't, (laughs) but you have to be clear on who you're following and also know that like, even if they are doing the thing you want to do, you want a storefront and you're following somebody has been successful with the storefront, your path still may be different. Exactly. You know what? And sometimes too, um, if you're looking at it in terms of financial gains and monetary amounts, you may feel like you need all of this to reach that level. But Danielle sells balloons and she's sitting here in pajamas on her podcast, <laughs> like talking to me. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> and that's and she's she knows what she wants to do. She's okay with that. She's working from her home. Like you know that. And you probably make more money than a lot of these other people out here that have all of that stuff. And not to say that they can't make a lot of money, but you just have to understand like what you're doing, what you're getting yourself into. I have with my event company, I have a storefront. I have a team of 15. I have a lot of overhead. I make more coaching than I make profit wise in my event company because there's so much overhead. Every single event has cleaning costs and vendor costs and payroll taxes and fees and workers comp and all of that stuff has to come out of there. When I coach, it's me. <laughs> my overhead is very minimal. <laughs> yes. I have website insurance and things like that. So honestly, when it comes down to it, me talking to you in pajamas right now is, is making more money than my other company. But my other company also has allowed me to have this platform to be able Correct. to coach and to be credible as a coach. So I keep that company uh, because I have a team and because I'm developing other leaders through that team, which ultimately gives me more credibility as a coach. And it gives me actually a platform to practice on. I do um, team uh, leadership workshops and things with my encore team. And then it allows me to have something to roll out to my clients with Live, Lead, Succeed. You know what I mean? So it gives me, I need both of them. So even though one may be more profitable than the other, but you would honestly probably look at it and think that the other one is more successful in terms of profits, just because of, you know, what it looks like. It has a visual storefront. It has a team. It has all this stuff. Um, But when it comes down to it, me sitting here in pajamas and you sitting here in pajamas is (laughs) is what is really actually bringing in most of the profits. Yeah. And I think out of all of that, what I heard was clarity. Being Being clear on what your vision is And, you know, like you said in the beginning, setting goals around that. So, you know, I'm doing this thing because it's going to get me here. I, you know, I know this is where I'm going and now I'm defining a path based on where I know I'm trying to go. And one, that clarity saves you time. So you're not working as hard, you know, because you're not, like you say, you're not just swinging at everything, trying to see what's going to land. You are doing things that are meaningful towards that end goal. But two, you know, it's like you are, you know, you have that laser focus, but you also are just more fulfilled overall because you know, I'm trying to get here. I know I can see where I'm going a little bit better because I took the time Mm -hmm. to figure out what it is and why I want that thing. Because, I mean, I think 
we have to stop internalizing other people's ideals and really figure out what what is it what is it that you want what do you want it to look like and know that it can exist because i don't i think a lot of times we don't believe it we don't believe that it can exist whatever that looks like but we are you know two professional women sitting here in our homes in our pajamas having a conversation right in now the of the day. in the middle of the day and, yeah. and, and that's so absolutely possible and we're still you know wives and mothers and all of those yeah. other things yeah. but we still can have that full life and we can still be fulfilled and we don't have to be bogged down by our businesses. Exactly. But yeah, I totally, I totally love that. And I, and I love that we're coming from two different angles of the business, but still can, you know, because I want people to know that it's not, oh, well, because I did it this way. Well, that way, you know, doesn't work. And even when I'm working with clients, I always listen for what, their desires are because I don't want you to just morph into well Danielle does it this way that might not be the right way for you exactly and if it's not going to work the same if it's not authentic it's not going to work the same so I know you know a lot of the listeners are probably thinking like the ones that have been in the industry and know that they that's not where they want to end up that's not their retirement space what would be your um tips advice around transitioning from you know working in the business to working on the business and even if you want to go as far as you know leadership outside of the business I think it comes down to probably first knowing what you're good at um, and what you're not good at, (laughs) what you enjoy doing, (laughs) what you don't enjoy doing, Um, because those things, after you've reached some level, um, if most of your listeners are entrepreneurs, I mean, you learn very quickly, like (laughs) what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy about business. Usually you start something because you have a natural talent, you have a gift. Um, somebody told you you were good at something, um, or maybe you just started it because you thought it was going to make you a lot of money or because you wanted more time. There was some reason why you started that business. So very quickly, entrepreneurs, we get into business and then we realize very quickly that we might not know how to run a business, (laughs) but now we've got to answer the phones. We've got to sweep the floors. We got to do marketing. We got to do social media. We got to go network with people. Like it's a whole process to keep this business going. So at some point, after you reach some level of success, your version of success, you begin to realize, okay, I I don't want to do that anymore. So for instance, in my event company, I worked from my home for five years um, with that company. And very quickly, I did not want to do admin work. I am amazing at admin work. Uh, On the disc, I am a C, I am a S, I am very detail oriented. It makes me a great event planner. I did not enjoy answering phones, doing contracts, answering questions. And it wasn't that I wasn't good at it. It just wasn't the best use of my time. At that point in time, um, I was the only designer. So 
taking up time to now answer a phone call, which then led to having to give an estimate, which then led to having to research photos and designs and all this stuff. It ended up taking a whole different turn of my day every day <laughs> doing that when I really just wanted to design and create something for you know my clients. Um, so the first person I hired was a um, admin administrative assistant. She worked five hours a week. And sometimes you think when you need to hire someone that um, you have to pay them a full salary or you got to have all this money and you may not even be paying yourself at that time, but you feel like no one's going to want to work for five hours. There is someone for every position. When I put the ad out for that job, there were college students, there were people that had retired, there were stay-at-home moms that just wanted to do something for a couple hours a week. Like I had choices um, for that. And I, I started them with five hours a week. And I'm not sure what the rate was, but that was about 10 years ago. Um, but whatever the going rate was, it worked and it worked perfect. And that five hours, someone enjoyed doing that and they did it wonderfully. And I was able to go back to focusing on what I needed to focus on. Um, so just things like that. And then from there, it began just, just building a team and then turning that team into to leadership and allowing them to take over. And that's another obstacle that sometimes we face um, as entrepreneurs and owners of our businesses um, is that we don't want to let go. <laughs> it's, it's our company. We, we worked, we put our name on it. We don't trust and we're not willing to let it go. Um, but someone told me years ago that if someone can do something 80% as well as you, let them do it give them the grace to fall, help them back up when they fall. But the client doesn't notice that 20%. You're the only one that notices that 20%. And if you don't give that up, you're going to drive yourself crazy and stress yourself out trying to do everything on your own <laughs> all the while. Now, if you want to remain a solopreneur and do it on your own, that's absolutely fine. But if you have dreams to grow your business and to grow um, and to have um, a team of people, then you have to give up some control at some point. And that doesn't mean control of the overall vision and direction of the company, but it means some of those day-to-day -day tasks and, and being able to allow yourself to the room to, to continue to um, add on to the vision and to grow the business in that way. Um, but being able to first identify what you like and don't like, <laughs> what you're good at, what you're not good at, and then being able to um, delegate and lead and allow other people to take over um, is definitely the three things yeah. I feel like you need to look at. Yeah, I think that, and I think that we need to be okay with not liking something. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think that, you know, people get bothered by that. You know, like they feel like, oh, well, you know, I should like this thing. You don't have to. Like, mm -hmm. when you said about, um, you know, the, the disc analysis, like, <laughs> Like I'm super organized as a person and I, I think in processes. So you, mm -hmm. do you know how many people have been like, oh, you should be an event planner. I don't want uh, to. I don't want to. <laughs> I have that skill set. And right. I've even been in situations where I'm like, so I was just a vendor, but I had to orchestrate, you know, be just for the sake of getting done what I needed to get done. But guess exactly. what? I don't I don't like doing that. And it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't and being good at something it. and wanting to do it is two completely different things. Right. Like you could be amazing at it, but it doesn't mean that's the best use of your time or what's gonna help you. No. And then yeah. that that control. I won't sit on this one for a minute because yeah. we get so 
we get so controlling, you know, that we can't just let go. And, you know, I love what you said about that 80%. Done is done. Done is done. And especially when you didn't have to do it. So if it's, you know, even remotely close to what you would have produced and you didn't have to do it, like, yeah, that's a no brainer. Like, just let go. Like we have to, of course, you, you know, we do have these, you know, like strong connections to the things that we've built because, you know, you built this business, but if you want it to grow, you have to be able to let go of things, you know, like, you know, I always think about like little kids when they're learning how to tie their shoes, you're trying to leave the house and it's going to take them 15 minutes to try to tie these right. shoes. <laughs> and you want to just tie it for them or put yeah. the Velcro shoes on them, but they can't go to college with Velcro shoes on. So at some point mm-hmm. you have to let them <laughs> figure it out. And exactly, I think a lot of times we have the expectation of, you know, when I talk to people about, you know, they try to hire somebody or a team or, you know, what have you there's this expectation that this person is going to come in and just be you instantly. There's no grace. There's no training. There's no um, preparation to, you know, make this work for that person. It's just like, they, they're just supposed to come in knowing and being you. And then if they're not, then you just like, no, they have to go. Or if they're not as fast Uh as you, or they do it slightly differently than you. Like, you know, I know when, you know, my, my team is typically usually family. Mm-hmm. Me and my husband do things so remotely different. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> and what I've learned is I just can't watch him. We just have to be in two separate rooms. You go do what you do it. And I'm going to do what I'm doing. <laughs> just don't watch it. When he comes yeah. back, it's finished, you know, but if I sit yeah. there and watch it, then I'm like, why are you doing it? Like, like, and, and you have to again release that control Mm -hmm. if you want to grow you know i mean if you want to stay where you are then you know and carry it all on your back then that's cool too but i mean let some stuff go yeah you will feel much better i promise (laughs) right like when 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 it's done and you didn't do anything like (laughs) It's an amazing, amazing feeling. And I'm trying to think the third thing you were saying about, um, let's see, we talked about delegation. We talked about control. Oh, about um, what you're knowing, what you're good at. What you're good at, yeah. Cause you gotta be honest about that too. Cause some stuff you're not good at that you think you are. Uh-uh. <laughs> and you just gotta be. Yeah, you got to be honest that like somebody else could do that thing better and it's okay. And it doesn't make you a bad business owner because you're not good at everything under the sun. It actually makes you a better business owner to know your shortcomings and hire for your shortcomings. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. My designers are all better than me now. I've passed that torch to them and now they've ran with it and they done passed me. So when old clients come back and they want me to do it, I'm like, I promise you, you don't want me to do it anymore. You want right. <laughs> my team to do it because they are amazing. And they're like, why would you give that up? I'm like, because it's the truth. Like I'm a great leader. I, I lead and I've got them to the point where now they're able to do that. And that that's what I'm good at. And I recognize that now. Like I'm, I'm not up the trends. When I first started designing, I had young children, you know, I had only been married a couple of years. I was still going to weddings. I was in weddings. I was at all the kids' birthday parties. I knew all the trends. And now when people come to me talking about, I don't even know what cartoons are out, but I'm like, what is that? And then I got to go sit and like figure it out where my team is in that stage that I was in. And they know all the trends. They know everything that's going on. They know what Cardi B's birthday party looked like. Like they... They know all that stuff. And I'm like, trust me, you want them because I'm I'm not in the known anymore. I just, I'm, I'm at a different season in life. But you got to be able to be okay with that and recognize that. And, you know, it's okay to let somebody else shine if it's, you know, you're all doing it for the same reason. So... And the thing is, is that when, when your team shines, you shine. Y'all shine together. Absolutely. And, you know, in, in, there's an underlying element of trust there. And I think that that is something that we struggle with because we are always thinking about, you know, the times that we got burned or the stories that we've heard about, you know, this one, you know, had these ulterior motives, but, you know, I'm a big believer of you, you call in, you call things into existence. If that's how you are entering the situation, then that's most likely the type of results you're going to get. If you don't enter with trust, then you're going, you, people feel that. People don't want to be in a situation where they feel like they're not being trusted. Right. And they're not going to want to stay. Micromanaged. Yeah. yeah. Who likes that? I mean, you don't like it and the person doesn't like it. So, you know, figure out a different, way and you know just the you know I said I'm I'm process driven that process part of me is like you know are you developing are you truly developing these positions these roles in a way that this person comes in knowing what they're supposed to do and I think you said it before about not having the expectation that they will come in being a clone of you knowing that they're going to come in being exactly who they are. Now, the, the end goal should be the same. You should definitely have clear objectives of what you want for them to do. and But how they get there is going to be indicative of their personality and <laughs> how how they want to get there. But there's not really a right or wrong way, unless you're uh, maybe a caterer or something. And you got specific steps of like what type of seasonings go in and <laughs> something like that. That yeah. might be a different story. But in most instances, as long as you get to the end goal, their process is going to look different. You have to know who you're dealing with. I have um, twin girls. They are identical. They look exactly alike, but they are nothing alike personality wise. <laughs> and when people ask me how their personalities are, I usually say in short, <clears throat> one is the one that you want to plan the party. And the other one is the one you want to go to the party with. 
Like both are equally important because you don't want to go to a party that's not perfectly planned and thought out and well thought out. That child will make sure that party is perfectly planned to the last detail. She's going to make sure you have a good time behind the scenes. But the other child is the free spirit. She's going to make sure you have a good time. She's going to make sure you do everything at that party <laughs> and have the time of your life. And both of those personalities are necessary. And it's not a right or wrong way, but when you're trying to lead each of those personalities, you got to know how to talk to one. So the one that plans the party is very detailed focused. So she actually, they both work for me on my Encore team. So when I talk to her, I need a detailed list and I say, this is what needs to be done in this order or, you know, however you need to get to it, but this is what needs to be done. The other one, I can't give her all those details because this is going to make her shut down. So I need to explain to her the vision of what it looks like at the end. And then she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm like, perfect. And when they work together, like they, they get it done. And even in school, they're equally as smart. They get the same grades, but the one that's detailed is the one that reminds the other one, hey, we got to test tomorrow. Hey, we got to study for this. <laughs> hey, we got to do that. So without her, like, <laughs> but then the one that is the outgoing one, she's like, hey, the dance is this weekend. Or, you know, why don't you come out and try this with me? Let's go hang out. And then it makes her have a little bit more fun. So they they balance each other out. So all personalities and different uh, types are, they're essential. Like you need every type of person in order to make things work, but it's just knowing how to lead those individuals and what motivates those individuals so that you get the result that you're looking for. Because that's what gets tricky in leadership is because you can't necessarily treat people the way you want to be treated. You got to treat them the way they want to be treated. You got to mm -hmm. communicate with them the way they want to be treated <laughs> because that's what's going to um, produce results. Yeah, I think a lot of times, you know, we forget when we become employers, what it's like to be employed. And so we're, we're thinking about what we need to be done, mm -hmm. not the human being that's in that space as a full human person. And right. so, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, this frustration, but you're creating that frustration. Like that frustration mm -hmm. can be alleviated by, like you said, just figuring out, okay, this person likes this. This is what makes this person most productive. This is what makes this person most productive. It's not necessarily going to be the same. It's just not. But I also think there is, you know, not just clarity on the person, but clarity in general. Because what I find is people will say, well, they know they're overwhelmed. They know they need to hire someone. And then that's where it stops, you know? So then you hire someone and you're frustrated because they're not lightening your load, but you've never clearly defined what that looks like. Exactly. Like, what is their job description? What do you need them to do? Like, they can't just walk in and just be like, I have magically made your life easier. And just mm. like, <laughs> yeah. And you have to think about that before it's too late. A lot of times <clears throat> we start, getting growth in our businesses and then we get stressed out and we're like we need somebody and we just kind of take the first person that comes along that seems like they check all the boxes um, but you really have to start thinking about that before it's time to hire or before you feel like you can hire so that you can take your time and find the right person because it costs way more to hire the wrong person after you've invested time in them and then you got to let them go or they leave or it's not a good fit and then you got to do that whole cycle all over again you're wasting time resources and money um, so coming up with that list, and it's really just a matter of 
the things we just talked about. What do you like to do? What don't you like to do? What can only you do? What produces the most, um, you know, uh, money, time for your money, money for your time in your business? Um, we make a list of those things. And then that list becomes your job description. And then you make that <laughs> what you put out into the atmosphere to try to bring somebody into your company. Um, but work on that before it gets to the point where you like, just got to bring somebody in too quickly because that usually never results in anything good. <laughs> and I think just in all areas of your business, we always, you know, kind of look at it like I'm going to invest when I have to, but you really need to be investing ahead of, you know, you need to be planning ahead for that next level. So, you know, don't invest for where you are invest for where you want to go and that includes you know your team and everything else because those investments allow you to make more money they cost money you know because I think that the thing that holds us back is well I can't afford but you're not going to be able to make more revenue you know generate more revenue without changing something you know there's only so much you can do at your current capacity absolutely so yeah I think that you know there's so much that um like in that leadership space I think that that like was really great how you broke down how you know to to start making that like that transition of okay let me step outside of myself let me look at what's the bigger picture of um what I want and what I want for the business and you know thinking about that as you you know transition yourself out of the you know the center of it all you know I mean you still are there and um I, I definitely want you to kind of touch on we you know I think we talked about this um in a previous conversation but um the idea of you know, not taking your eye completely off that ball, but repositioning yourself in in the mix. Exactly. Um, yeah, so there's, you know, there's a, a business cycle. It's actually called the Adizis uh, business life cycle, but, you know, it kind of starts from inception and it goes up this curve of like growth and prime. And then usually when companies get to their prime is when the fall starts to happen because they get in their prime and they think everything is good. And then they start taking their eyes off the business and they let everybody just kind of handle it. And they walk away and maybe go start another business or semi-retire or whatever. But that's usually where that, that critical breaking point where the company starts to go down the other end of the slope where you go into the death is what is actually at the end of the slope is where you're just trying to savage whatever you can from the company because you let it go so far. Um, so for me um, to try to stay in that prime is really just is just leadership. I can't take my eyes completely off, but it is at the place where I don't have to manage day to day. Um, I can take a vacation if I want to. I can go away for a weekend and everything is fine. I could probably take two weeks off and everything will be fine. Like it's gotten to that point, but it didn't happen overnight. I mean, this was years of <laughs> working with and developing people. And I think that's something just overall that probably needs to be said with this whole conversation is that, you know, you don't get to pajamas and working in pajamas overnight. Like there's still a process of grind and hustle and <laughs> work <laughs> that has to be implemented. Um, 
So when you're looking through the lens of someone else's business, you have to understand the whole journey that it took to get there. I mean, this is a 13 year journey for me to be sitting here talking to you in the middle of the day. This didn't three, you know, 10 years ago, I, I you wouldn't have caught me. I would have had no extra time. I'd have been grinding. I was <laughs> working. I was hustling, but it was necessary. Like I, I had to do that. So you have to do, you have to understand your seasons and what it's, what it's going to take to be able to get to the other side of that. But that goes back to knowing your goals. What's the end game? When I started my um, event company, I didn't necessarily want to do events. I really, I had twin girls and the cost of putting them both in daycare was just ridiculous. And I, at the time I was um, working in retail and um, it just didn't make sense. I was just gonna be working just to put them in daycare. And my husband and I made the decision, <clears throat> you know, that I would stay home. And um, after about a year, I was just like, eh, I wanna be home, but I'm, I wasn't made to be, you know, like full-time stay-at-home mom. Like, I, gotta, <laughs> I, gotta I get it, I get it, like, I totally get it. <laughs> creative energy, but I did love being with them. I love being able to be there and not having to, to take them to a daycare, which nothing was wrong with that because we had intended every intention to put them in daycare. But when we found out there was two of them, then that just didn't make sense for us. Um, but I just, you know, once I was with them, I decided I loved it. And it's really what my why became. So as I just started the company, I was like, you know what? I love design. I love decorating. Like maybe I could try this out because I'm working for myself and I can maybe generate some income to help out with the household, but I could still be here with my girls. And that's really what my why was at that time. My why was I wanted time with my kids. I wanted to still be present. Um, and to this day, I'm, I'm still here most days when they get home. Like I'm, I'm still at their events, but there was that season where I missed a lot. I had to send them to my parents a lot on the weekends or their grandparents because I needed my husband to work in the business with me. And, you know, they were babies. There were many nights where they were in the car and we were going back and forth while they were sleeping and tearing an event down and <laughs> trying to be quiet. And <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of those pictures where it's like the child is in the car seat back there somewhere. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like balloons everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hidden behind everything. <laughs> but yeah, just remembering the, those seasons and, you know, you're going to have that cycle, the cycle of business. Um, but just don't take your eyes off of it. Remember why you started it, remember where you're going, remember those goals, um, you know, and you may have to reevaluate. I'm at a season now, you know, I started the business when my girls were two. Um, they're sophomores in high school now. So now wow. two years, they're going to be graduating. And now my, my focus has changed. Now I'm thinking about maybe retirement or relocating somewhere. And so now I have to shift and, you know, reevaluate. Do my businesses still work? Um, is what I'm doing still working? Do I need to adjust? Do I need to scale? Those are real conversations like I'm having with myself right now as I'm trying to figure out the next stage. And again, that's okay. It's okay to, to pivot and to turn. Um, but I'm doing exactly what I did in the very beginning. What are my goals? <laughs> what am I trying to do in the next 10 years? Where do I see myself at? What what works and what doesn't work? So it's constantly reevaluating, reassessing, redeveloping your goals, realigning your goals, um, whatever needs to be done, but you can't just get to that point of complacency and um, excited because you made it to a certain point and then right. take your eyes off of it and then you lose everything that you worked for. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. And what I heard in that is, you know, one, your foundational work because, you know, goal setting, you know, setting up your business in a certain way, um, getting clarity on your business, your ideal client, all of those things for some reason 
entrepreneurs try to avoid. <laughs> they just want to do what they want to do. <laughs> you just want to do and you just want to be. But the thing is, is like you said, there are going to be seasons where you're going to put in work. And we, we've we both put in work on the front end to get to right here, right now. They're mm-hmm. going to be those seasons. But don't forget that foundational work because those that foundational work is going to carry you much further than you know, you could keep working, you know, quote unquote harder, but it's not necessarily going to get you the growth. It'll get you, it'll get you more revenue, but you'll also be burnt out. You also have all these other side effects to it. Whereas when you are doing that foundational work and then, like you say, keeping it current, Reevaluating because life is ever changing. I'm not the same person I was 14 years ago. I'm I'm just not that same person. My life is not the same as it was. You know, there's so many things that have happened between then and now. And you you have to be, you know, reevaluating. You have to always be thinking about those things, you know, and you know, do I need to change? Do I need to pivot? Do I need to, you know, tighten up? Do I need to go back to something that maybe I I let fall off, but was, you know, working well for me? Like, you know, that, that um, higher level thought is so important in sustainability of the business, as opposed to just, you know, I'm just going to keep push, 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 push. But you you might be pushing in the whole wrong direction because you're not being very thoughtful about what, you know, what it is that, again, what do you want? And has that want changed? Because the want that I had when I started the business and where I am today, I changed my want in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just being mindful of that and knowing that you can adapt and it's okay. And not um, also not getting caught up on, well, I said this, or I'm going to look this way if I, you know, change. If that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. You, you Your success story, again, is personal. So if Absolutely. it changes, it changes. And we can be fluid and we can keep going and keep growing. Absolutely. So I've definitely enjoyed talking with you, Stacey. And I know we'll be back again (laughs) because like every time we have a conversation, I'm like, there's another parallel. Like there's so many like parallels in our story. Our kids are close to the same age. We've been in business about the same amount of time. Like it's just, it's, it's so many things. Um, and I just, I love talking to you. I love your business mind. And, but I'm going to wrap up because I, you know, I know we, we could talk all day and all All night. All day. I love (laughs) I'm gonna come visit some person one of these days. I'm gonna get to New Orleans one of these days. You got on come my visit. list. You I've never been. Visit. It's it's definitely on my list. You've never been? I've never been. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to work that out. You're gonna have to come and visit and um um, you know, I love to cook for people. So you and your husband oh, can oh. come over, we can have dinner and 
Right up my alley. <laughs> I'm a foodie for sure. And you can meet Walter. Yes, Walter. He didn't make an appearance today. No, he's actually he he he's on his little he has a little pillow off to the side. He's over there asleep. <laughs> oh, okay. He was respectful today. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna ask you the three questions I ask all of my guests. Okay. Um one is Tell me about your favorite pair of pajamas. I'm actually kind of in them today. I can see. It's like the okay. ensemble okay. pants. But um, this is kind of the structure of almost my everyday outfit. So I love like maybe like a tights and then like a solid shirt. And then mm-hmm. I just throw on like a fancy sweater. So it allows mm-hmm. me to like work in my pajamas at home when I'm home. And mm-hmm. if I do actually have to go to a meeting outside the house, I throw on like my sweater and change my sneakers to a little boot or something. That's like my favorite outfit because I can mm-hmm. it, it looks so comfy. Like just from it's almost like a robe. It. It's like soft terry cloth. I love Ooh, it. Oh yeah. I, I I'm I'm gonna have to get the info on that because yeah it looks comfy. Amazon. Amazon they got a whole bunch of colors. Oh, you know, that's my color that you have on. So I know we're matching today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So finish this sentence for me. My time freedom allows me to be present. Um, I was not present for a lot of years when building uh, my businesses and in part it was, I had twins. I was newly married. I had this business I was running and my, I was all over the place and I was young. I was in my twenties and <laughs> that's a whole different <laughs> ball right. game in your twenties than in your forties. Um, so you're trying to like figure out who you are. You're trying to figure out what direction you're going in life. You're trying to figure out how to be married and how to parent. And it was a lot going on and I was not present for a lot of those years. I was, I was there physically present physically, but mentally I just wasn't there. Um, so now having the time freedom and the time to really process it and get to the other side of what I was trying to achieve um, is definitely being able to be mentally present um, for little things, just going out to eat on Friday nights or taking a trip or I said I was a foodie, like I truly enjoy like good food, like just mm-hmm. being present for that. So that's definitely my answer. I love that. Yeah, that's my big thing right now is presence. Is just being, being there, being present and not, um, you know, going on vacation and not worrying about what's going on at home. Yes. I don't have to worry about if, you know, there's, you know, a client this, that or whatever, because that's just, that's already taken care of before I left or going out to dinner and just having conversation and not having to pick up the phone or do anything else other than what is you know right in front of me so I really um I really like I love that answer just it does give you a different connection and sometimes you don't realize like when I first quit my full-time job I didn't realize that as much as I spent time with my son and my husband I didn't realize that picking him up from school as opposed to picking him up from daycare I mean, from aftercare was a whole different Mm. experience. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just that car ride home, you know, not having to rush from downtown all the way to his school. Like, it just was a whole different experience. And I didn't realize that just something that simple was different 
because I had the freedom and ability to do that. Absolutely. I love that. Okay. So what is the best advice that you could give someone that's seeking the profits in pajamas lifestyle? And it doesn't have to be that they want to be physically in their pajamas, but just that they want to have that time freedom and they want to have, you know, a, a more balanced life. Um, I think it's to be patient and, and stick with it. And I might have to say two things going back to your why and your goals, know, know what you want, but then you got to be patient and getting there because it's not going to happen overnight. You do have to do some work. <laughs> There's not going to be some um, internet, social media, quick fix. You can do this in three days <laughs> as, as, as um, appealing as that's going to seem when it pops up on your feet because it always comes right when you're like struggling or going through something. It's like, oh, I could turn this around in three days. I only got to pay $2,000. And you like giving up your little coin and then <laughs> wondering right. why it doesn't happen. So there's no quick fix. There are a lot of wonderful coaches and a lot of wonderful programs, but nobody's going to fix your problem in three days. So you should invest in coaching. You should invest in somebody that's going to help you, a mentor, a guide, or somebody, because even coaches, we have coaches, like we, yes. you need that um, someone to help you out. So I definitely agree, but um, any good coach is not going to tell you that you can fix it overnight. They're going to tell you to define your goals, to be patient, to work through the process and build as you go. So be patient. And you know what I find so ironic is people gravitate towards those, you know, quote unquote shortcuts. Yes. But actually doing that foundational work is the shortcut. Actually working with a coach is the shortcut because they know where you're trying to go and they know how to keep you focused to get right. there. That's the shortcut is there's no 24 hour anything. Mm-mm. But if you want to, you know, take the expertise of somebody who's been doing it for 13, 14 years take their expertise so that you can do what they did in those that many years in a couple of years and you know a a much shorter amount of time because they can get you just straight to the solution not to all of the trials and errors so I just always find that so funny I'm like okay like like people scrutinize coaches but I'm like that person that told you that you was gonna lose 400 pounds in two days you didn't you had no question you just just handed them over all your coins right you were just like let me just just sign up right now like okay like okay. that's what we everybody wants you know even us I mean of course you, you want what's easier if, if I can be healthy in, in five days versus five years like you know I'm gonna take that option too but at some point you just gotta realize what's realistic and right right as the journey is the process like sometimes you need you need to fail you need to have those hardships you need to put in that time because you got to be able to learn the lessons and all of that and appreciate that when you get to the other side and it, it builds you it builds you up to be more prepared for what's mm-hmm. to come because you know that stumble keeps you from that fall that's ahead yeah. you know because yeah. you you learned how to brace yourself when you stumbled and you avoid the bigger fall so it you know it all has its purpose but yeah that overnight success is not 
those people that you see that appear to be overnight successes are not um you you didn't see what came before it mm-hmm. you know you 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 saw them they be they were on your radar for a short period of time but that doesn't mean that they were working for a short period of time exactly you know what one more thing i would like to add to that too don't get so caught up in um the visuals and the processes and all of that stuff. Sometimes when people are starting businesses or they put so much work into the website and the graphic design, and I love visuals. I am a visual, I am creative. Like I I love those things. But honestly, if you have a great service, people are going to come to you and they're going to find you and they're going to tell your friends and they don't care what your website looks like. They don't care about all that stuff. Like invest your time in your customer service and your processes and your systems and making it an experience, um, a good experience for people that come to you and then invest in the other stuff. I see so many businesses in my storefront where I'm at, there's a a building across the street. There's been probably about seven businesses that have come and go in the nine years that I've been there. It'll be nine years in October. Um, And they, a lot of them have these beautiful like signage and all this stuff. And they start out with these full teams and all this stuff. And then they're closed like in a year because they put their attention on the wrong things. Yeah. Um, so that's some advice. That was a freebie. Just- yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm a visual girl. So I had paused for a second, but I know what you mean though. Like yeah. it, it, visual means nothing if there's no substance. Exactly. And if you can, like, both, you can you have the prettiest, you know, whatever, but if you don't have the substance and the structure behind it, then you know there there's no point to it you have to have the combination but if you're gonna pick one thing pick the substance first and um you know you can always work on the other part but if you don't have if you don't have the substance that pretty gonna start to look not so pretty real fast you know when people you know came into this beautiful space and then everything else goes wrong from there you know that Mm -hmm. that beauty is not going to matter and I'm gonna add a freebie to that that beauty most times is based on what you like it has absolutely nothing to do with you what your ideal client is looking for and people wonder why they're not connecting you know you you picked everything based on your own likes Mm-hmm. but you didn't think beyond that it was just this looks pretty and I'm good at this thing that is the bare minimum like starting point that's not like you're not finished <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. just because you signed a lease and you you know paid for the logo that's not where it stops you're not finished people you know dump you, all their money into that too sometimes so then yeah. you have nothing left to sustain like you haven't even built a client base yet so yeah, so I and I think that that's part of the internet and this idea of, you know, overnight success and instant businesses and you know quit your job and you know and open a business. Don't do that, please. Don't do that. Like if you don't have the resources um, to do that, don't do that. And if you haven't done the foundational work, don't do that. Build your business, build your business while you're, you know, doing whatever else it is you're doing, but just don't do it that way. Like that just, you know, is is such bad advice, but it's just so promoted. Like, you know, that 
that's the way to go. And like you said, you got to have that foundation. You have to have systems in place. You have to have that customer service because there's so many businesses. Everybody's like, oh, you should try so-and-so. They have the best whatever. I'm a foodie too. So they're like, you know, so-and-so makes this and you got to try it. And then I'm like, so then I, I go try to find this person and they don't have they don't have a website. They don't have a place where you could go and order. And then you got to call a person or, you know, do, you know, it's all of these extra parts. And I'm like, I don't even want it no more. I don't even care. <laughs> or, you know, meet me at this place on this day. And I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even care no more. Like I just quit. No. I, <laughs> I quit. But they, but look, the Instagram is beautiful. But right. I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> If you spend a little of that time creating a, a, a process, yes, a ordering process and, you know, invest a little of that money in a point of sale and, you know, all of that. Right. Man, might be a little more successful, you know, and like you said, then you have that, you know, you it was, it was beautiful and great and then it shuts down and, you know, it's, it's sad it doesn't need to be that way and you could also invest it in business education invest it in a coach you know figure out you know or even local resources there's so many resources for startups Mm -hmm. yeah so many now you know solidify that business side of things because until you do it's just an expensive hobby absolutely it is but i'm gonna let you go because i know both of us are are ready to get back comfortable even though we in our pajamas we still (laughs) we still want to lounge a little bit um but what what do you have going on in your world right now what do you want to share with the audience is there anything that you are promoting right now that they you know should know about Yes. Yeah, so Live, Lead, Succeed, we actually um, launched a wellness hub at the beginning of this year. So it's actually the same venue space that my event planning um, company is in. During the week now, we have a wellness hub. So we offer different classes. We're actually getting ready to start a um, live dancing class in a couple of weeks. Hmm. We do restorative yoga. We have some workshops and things going on. Um, but you can also... Um, through our website, you can book um, coaching sessions, you can do disc sections, you can do leadership sessions, we have a financial coach, we have a um, nutritionist, um, you can do personal training, and a lot of those are, you could be anywhere in the world, you can do them virtually, so the things that we have at the hub, the physical events, you know, are for everyone here in Pittsburgh, um, but virtually and around the world, um, if you need coaching, financial assistance, and things like that, we can offer that um, straight through the hub, so. You just go to liveleadsucceed.com, um, click on the hub, and you can schedule right on there. Okay, perfect. And I'm going to make sure that that is in um, the show notes so that they can get right to you. And is that also the best way for them to contact you if they want to want your other services as well? You can find me, Stacey Barlow-Hill, on everything, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Stacy with the E though. I'm particular about my E. So Stacy. <laughs> Marlo Hill. Stacy's with the E are very particular. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on all the things at Stacy Barlow Hill. <laughs> all right. Well, Stacy, it was so great talking to you. And I'm so glad to have you as yeah. a guest. Um, you guys reach out because um, you know. 
I, I love that you have the health hub. We need to be um, looking at ourselves more holistically and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves. Um, so go and book. Um, y'all always tell much I don't have time. Well, is it they're, they're virtual options, so you have time. You don't even have to leave your house. So go ahead and, and head over there and book and find out more about Stacy. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys for coming and listening. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You guys go book Danny too, because she's amazing too. So oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Thank you for listening to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I hope you got some great tips to start working with ease. Want to stay connected? Follow me at Your Workflow on Instagram. For more information about building your luxury brand, register for my upcoming luxury brand workshop at CoachDannyD.com.